Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 26 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, and welcome back to the Parallel Pod. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, as you guys know, we'll be talking about seeking accountability today, but before we get to that, um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about what our uh, what we're looking like over here at the parallel. Um, you guys know I like to periodically let you guys know what our community is looking like. So I found two things about our community. One thing is actually pretty funny, so <laughs> I will talk about that. But first, um, I think within the last two weeks, half of the listeners have actually been like it's been split down the middle with male and female. I think only like 2%, it was 2% more women listening, which I think is beautiful because I mean, myself included, I think people feel like only girls care about these things and like making progress with their sexual purity. Um, and like guys are just kind of stumbling through life, but we are very kind and reverent to men on this platform. So I'm glad to see that the listeners reflect that. Um, and girls, I knew y'all would be here. So Mm-hmm. I appreciate it but awesome really cool that um there are a decent amount of you guys that are listening and wanting to honor God with your sexuality and with your lives so really proud of you guys and this is the funny part so um I can't see each listener's playlist on Spotify but Spotify kind of like compiles your listening like what you guys listen to um and then tells me the top artists that you guys are listening to and I thought this was kind of funny so um the top one was Elevation Worship. Um, the next one was Hillsong United. The third one was Drake. The fourth one was Bethel Music. And not sure why that's high on my list because I don't really listen to Bethel like that. But the last one, the last one was Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, and I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret about me. Um, for whatever reason, once Justin Bieber stepped foot on my television singing his first song with Usher he has stolen my heart from that day on and I am I am I'm I'm gripped and I'm held in in this sort of I don't even know how to explain it but he will have my heart forever um so I just thought that was funny that a lot of my listeners are listening to Justin Bieber too we are so similar look at us (laughs) and don't judge me if you don't like Justin Bieber I can't even, I couldn't, I couldn't go away if I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? I'm stuck. So just thought those were pretty funny. But in other news, I'm going to take a little hiatus in December. Yeah, right. I know. I know. So believe it or not, this podcast thing takes a lot of brain work and time, but I'll also be traveling a decent amount in December and I won't be able to give you guys good quality videos. Um, but before you guys start throwing tomatoes and booing, I am rolling out a Patreon account for the parallel. Ooh, ooh. Yes, sir. I wish I could have like the clap. Just like listen to the clapping in the background. Um, Now, I would love to only have a free option and just keep it moving. But this podcast thing is consistently withdrawing from my bank account. <laughs> and it ain't replacing it. And that ain't love. Okay. So I want to explain the tears to you guys and give you an opportunity to help this train keep moving. Because it definitely will stop if it runs out of gas or fuel. I don't know what trains run on, but you get what I'm saying. So 
I'm pretty excited about starting a Patreon because I wanted to start a podcast for the convenience of getting it out there, but I feel like I lost an aspect of community that like YouTube has or different things like that. So if you're new to the idea of Patreon or you've heard of it and you just don't really understand what it is, um, basically, basically there's like different tiers that give you access to certain things that people who are listening for free won't get. So for the $2 tier, you'll have access to videos from podcast interviews, some short audio or video clips that I'll share, um, maybe some different polls or conversations that we can have. Um, For the $5 tier, you'll get everything the first tier gets, but you'll also get to do like live chats, Q&As. We can talk about different like current events or just expand on episodes for the week. And also I know like some people like to do like the little get to know me thing or whatever. So I guess we could do that as well. Um, but for the $10 tier, you'll also get everything that the $5 tier gets. But after three months of pledging, um, you'll get some parallel merch and me and my roommate are thinking about some like fun stuff I can do. I have like two shirt ideas. Um, oh, also the $5 tier will get a, a free sticker as well after three months of pledging. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the merch cause I think I can make some funny stuff that people will like to wear. So Yeah. It's just a lot easier for me to build community and we can actually have conversations. Um, Like I said, I'll have like bonus videos and things like that as well. Um, And I'll try to live stream some episodes too. So um, a lot more community based. Um, Also, a quick fun fact. um, As most of you know, I got my master's in marriage and family therapy and I'm on my way to becoming a licensed therapist next year. So I'll be able to do more coaching in this area and counseling as well. Um, so I would really love to do that. So I just want to let you guys in on the plan and also give you an opportunity to help me continue giving you guys some quality content. So basically I want to hang out with you guys, but I have a full-time job and debt to pay. So in order to take time out of my schedule, uh, it just has to make sense. So, um, you guys can go to Patreon and search the parallel, or you can click the link in the parallel pod Instagram and uh we can go from there also if you're thinking like you know what, i don't feel like paying five dollars a month because it is like a monthly subscription um the way you can do it is if you see that i'm posting like oh next week we're gonna do a q a and you're not on the five dollar tier you can upgrade to the five dollar tier or just get the five dollar tier for the month and then cancel the next month um so you don't have to commit to the rest of your life you can just give one time if you want to um or just uh, stick to a lower tier or anything like that. So, yeah, I just really appreciate you guys if you do come on to Patreon and hang out with me because I got some pretty cool stuff planned. So, yes, that is the Patreon pitch. Um, and like I told you guys, it'll be in my Instagram bio. Also, I'll put it in the description of this episode as well. So, without a further ado, let's get into talking about accountability accountability um so i feel like accountability has the same kind of cringy feeling when you hear it like conviction does um but i truly believe that if you are a mature christian you will invite conviction or invite opportunities to become more like jesus if you want to reframe it that way to help you embrace it more Um, But I want to talk about how the lack of accountability can hinder your growth, but also the benefits of allowing accountability in your life. Um, So 
you guys may be like, yes, I know accountability is good. You may even say, yeah, I'm totally up for accountability. I love it. I do it. I welcome it. But I think there are some aspects of accountability that we don't allow for different reasons. Um, I think this conversation is especially important for people in dating relationships when it comes to sexuality. Um, I think there are different layers to accountability and we talk about them. Um, we'll talk about them today, but first I want to say this. As I mentioned in the episode about sexual purity, if you are doing this abstinence thing for your future husband, you will fail. Because what happens when you think you've met them? You know what I mean? What happens? You know them. You know them now. So, like, what is your motivation then? What are you waiting for if you have found this person? I also want to point out that you are single until you're married. <laughs> right? Okay? Even if you're engaged, you're still single. Um, and that phrase used to really irk me. Um, it sounds really rude, but you haven't entered into a covenant with that person yet. So, you are still single. The only person you remain in covenant with is Jesus. And ultimately, he's where your loyalty lies. I think Christians are so focused on teens avoiding sex um, that we are probably missing the high probability of premarital sex happening right before people are crossing the finish line to cross over into marriage. And why is that? Um, I feel like the common response from Christians who didn't wait is, I already knew he was the one. I just knew and that's in long-term dating relationships and in engagement periods before marriage. Um, and I get the logic. People are always like, you're already, you already feel married, but um, that then makes me question or like wonder about your mindset about sexuality. Um, were you actually waiting to be sexual with a person until you knew they were the one? Or do you fully understand chastity? Chastity. Sorry. <laughs> that's a name chastity. do you understand chastity <laughs> and um I get that things can get hot and heavy very quickly and the desire to feel closer to someone you love is natural that's healthy normal um especially when you feel like the prize of marriage is so close um but it's never an excuse sweetheart it ain't excuse okay so this might be an extreme example but I think Abraham and Sarah felt like they were so close to having a child that they became impatient and affected of a lot of people's lives by their decision of stepping out of their marriage just to make it happen outside of God's will. And I would say it's still affecting people in our current generation to this day. Um, also, Moses was out here hitting rocks instead of pe- speaking to them. And because he jumped the gun in Numbers twenty twelve, it says that the Lord said, because you did not trust me, enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give thee. Let me go back real quick. I I need you to hear this. Because you did not trust me enough to honor me is what God said. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. And for a second, I'm thinking like, I'd be fuming if Moses lost my ticket to paradise. You know what I'm saying? But we have to remember, why did Moses hit the rock? Why did he do it? It was because the Israelites We're rushing my mans for some results, okay? So this is not to say if you have sex or engage in sexual ways, you're going to mess up the promise or miss the promised land. But I do want you to think, what if it did? Something I always tell my clients all the time is that you don't get to choose your consequences in life. So that's why it's so important to be mindful of your thoughts and behaviors on the front end. 
I think because Christians haven't really seen the negative effects of not waiting until marriage, it's like, oop, <laughs> sorry, won't do that again until like two months from now because I'll be honoring God in marriage. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's childish. Um, But sure, maybe you do make it to marriage and everything's fine. But what does that say about your covenant with Christ before those two months or throughout your dating relationship? Is it really just a shrug to know that your only idol, the ultimate lover's heart, um, is hurting because you knew you shouldn't have done something and you did it anyways? Um, you basically chose the opposite because of your own desires. Um, and I think that then helps us realize, like, this isn't really about sexuality. It's not about sexuality anymore. It's a heart issue. And you are lacking something that the Bible says will prosper you. Um, and prolong your days on the earth, something that will bless you and you receive reward for. Um, something that the Bible says, do this and all will be well with you. Something that in John 14, 23, Jesus says that is proof that you love him. And that is obedience. If, if there's anyone who should be admired on this earth, it is a person who is obedient to Christ. Someone that you can tell will not just bend and change their thoughts because others say something or do something or because of the new trending opinion in society. Um, someone who is trustworthy because of their trust in Christ. Someone who has a healthy fear of God. That's the kind of woman you want to marry. That's the kind of man you want to marry. So it's important that the first accountability to seek is from Christ and his word. So this is why couples are encouraged to read their word together and to pray together because this is where your strength comes from. So read your dang Bibles, people. And some characteristics of the word of God um, is that the word of God is powerful, it's pure, it's pleasing, it's permanent, and it's preventative. Preventative. That means it comes before. Okay. And I'll get back to why I'm saying that later. So Relationship with Christ and eating your daily bread, a.k.a. reading your word, is your first line of defense. And I want to say, this is only for people who want to honor the Lord with their lives. Like, you can easily go on sinning if you're a lazy Christian and just want to, like, do your own thing with a little bit of Jesus on the side. But Romans 6 asks the question, how can you die to sin and still live in it? Ow. That hurts to hear. My man's is really just, like, that's like, it feels like he's throwing shade. How can you die this sentence to live in it? It's like, that's a trick question, sir. <laughs> Why are you setting these people up like that? But it's a great question. So this is for people who want to understand the importance of obedience. And Christ and the Bible are your first lines of defense if you genuinely desire that. Um, then it comes to you and your partner and your desire to honor Christ. But also, um, I think, it's you need to understand where your weakness lies. Also, let me backtrack a little bit. So you should desire to honor Christ, but also like I've spoken about in previous episodes, you are a steward of in this relationship. Um, something I told my little brother before he started his relationship was you now have an obligation or you are you are holding this person in your hands and you can't be careless especially sexually because you have to then stand in front of Christ and and um and answer for that that you've helped this person sin <laughs> against Christ like you don't want to be that person 
You don't want to have to stand before the Lord and say, yes, I love this person, but I also cause them to sin against you. That just hurts. So I think that's something to also remember. So you're honoring Christ. You're honoring your partner. Um, so, yeah, you're honoring Christ and you're also honoring your partner in being mindful of this. So um, it's important that you understand where your weaknesses lie. So this is a separate journey, but also one with your significant other. Um, I'm going to be saying SO to like shorten it as we go on but um let's think for a second what does the devil use most to tempt you what is hard for you to avoid or give into um these are the kinds of questions you need to be asking yourself um separately from your um so and just like thinking what are the things that cause me to stumble easily and after you've spent time thinking and getting to know yourself, it is completely healthy to have a conversation and be like, hey, babe, like, when do you like when you do this thing or like wear this thing, my mind goes places it shouldn't. And like, instead of watching the movie, all I want to do is like watch, you know, and or like and in Netflix be asking, are you still watching? You know what I'm saying? So you can either ask them to stop or like figure out a plan to minimize it because you you knowing yourself will help you and your significant other um be more wise and honoring of your relationship with christ um and i think this is the hard part you know because pleasure is the best thing on this earth okay it's what humans seek every single day and i want to remind you that pleasure is not only sexual we just want to be pleased and to have no suffering no inconveniences And this is when you start hearing that verse talking about dying to yourself, ringing in your head. Romans 8, 17 says that we are joint heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Called to what? Suffer. Woo. Nobody likes to freaking suffer, but (laughs) that's what we're called to do. To suffer with him in order that we may know, sorry, in order that we may be glorified with him. So this is the moment that separates people who are slaves to the world and those who are children of God. It is absolute insanity to live on this earth and deny yourself a pleasure, especially when it's being laid out in front of you like a free buffet behind closed doors where literally no other human will know other than you two. This is the kind of stuff that sets you apart and makes Christians look like idiots to the rest of the world. Um, Why would you ever deny yourself of pleasure? Why would you do that? Um, But they don't see the mission. They don't see the calling and they're blinded from the great reward of Jesus Christ himself. So um, get to know yourself. Don't be afraid to face your weaknesses and give it to God and create some boundaries in your romantic relationship to honor God with that as well. Um, And I just want to reiterate, it is completely normal to sit down and have conversations with your significant other and say like, hey, I am struggling with this and I will definitely sin (laughs) if we continue doing this, this, or that, or if you continue doing this, this, or that. That is completely healthy, and I'm sure that Christ will be honored in that, and he will see that you're making an effort to avoid sinning against him. So we spoke about accountability to God. We spoke about accountability to the Bible, to yourself, to your partner, but sometimes um, it can't just stop there. So I want you to imagine two beautiful a man and a woman that are very attractive, right? And these people are sex addicts who really want to overcome their addiction. But these two are locked in a room together. 
Mm -hmm. So yes, their desire is to do right. But first, it's not wise to be alone with such a strong temptation. But also, it's a desire that they so often don't overcome. So increasing temptation, or maybe even just like keeping the temptation the same, it will be it still will be hard for the two of them to honor their lesser desire to abstain from sex. And that's when the people that love you come in. Because sure, you desire to abstain from sex, but if if there's something that you have a hard time overcoming, um, it's going to be hard for you to hold yourself accountable on your own. So that's when the people that love you come in. So first of all, no one that loves you should leave you in a situation where they know you'll be tempted. Now, I think there should be at least like at least an attempt to quote unquote pull you out of the fire as Jude one twenty three says. Um, but one thing the Bible is all for um, is telling on yourself to your friends. Okay. Um, the Bible speaks about that in James five sixteen, and the key word there is friend. Okay. So I'm talking about people that will take the information you have, um, that you give to them and they won't condemn you. And, um, this part is important because confrontation and condemnation are not the same thing. Okay. I need you to hear that. Confrontation and condemnation are not the same thing. When your friend says you're sinning, when you're sinning, we don't call that condemnation. We call that love. Okay. That is healthy confrontation. And that's appropriate for a friend to do. Um, now obviously they need to say it in love as well, but you don't just tell someone your sin just because they're an elder or because they seem to be more spiritual than you. It needs to be someone who will steward that information well. And I think it's a good opportunity to understand grace as well from both parties. First, we're part of a family where perfection is not a requirement for love. And I am preaching to myself right now, okay? Because I'm a human who is very impatient, okay? I'm very impatient with people sometimes. And it's hard for me to, you know, not expect exactly what I want. But that is not the kind of love we're called to give as Christians. We are a part of a religion that does not say that works equals love or that works equals salvation. Luckily, we serve a God who has enough love and grace in his heart to save us from ourselves. So we get to be in a family who loves us the same, or I would say attempts to love us the same because we can know no one can really love each other like Christ. But that is our goal. And I think that's an awesome goal to have. So, so I can go to my friends or my mom, um, and for sure there'll be like disappointment and and, like a needed conversation, uh, future accountability, but I'm not condemned to isolation or deemed unclean. Um, there are new mercies every single morning in the kingdom and through confessing my sins to people that love me, I can be more like Jesus. And that's all fine and dandy, but it is a lot easier said than done. I know that. I know I'm asking a lot of you right now, but it will be worth it and it is helpful. Um, now, I might seem like a freak of nature because I actually enjoy confrontation, as I've said before, and I enjoy being convicted. And what I'm not saying is like I'm smiling through it like, oh, please tell me about myself. And I'm smiling like, yes, I am a sinner. I did hurt your feelings. <laughs> like, that's not my response. Um, but I am usually grateful when people hold me accountable because it helps me to love them better, but also to love Jesus better and become more like him. So, um, I think there comes like this sense of relief when you find someone you feel safe enough with and you've tell them what you're struggling with or what you have struggled with, um, or what you might struggle with. 
Um, yes, it might be embarrassing or make you worry um, how it will affect their view of you or affect your relationship. Um, but the devil loves to hide in your secrets. He loves to torment your mind. And many people know once you say something out loud, it makes it more real to you. And I think it also it also loses the power that it held when it was in the dark. So as we've spoken about before, ask God for good friends and good people who you can confide in. Um, and if you already have those people, allow them to know you. I think there are a lot of people who keep people at a distance and paint, th- paint their exterior with perfection, rainbows, butterflies. Um, but what you're looking at on the outside doesn't matter when you are rotting from the inside. Okay. I don't know if I've given you guys this example before, but someone was kind of telling me, um, there's an example of this man. I'm forgetting the Bible verse, but basically he was sent down to hell and was able to see from hell people back on earth. And he was like wishing he could tell them so badly, um, you know, what their lives are, are leading them to as he's in hell. I'm not sure if it's a Bible verse or like a, a Bible story, um, or like a story that Christians tell, but, um, someone told me like, do you really want to live your life looking perfect on earth? Just, uh, like you look perfect on earth, but just to go to hell, you know what I mean? Like you seem perfect, but you are ending up in the same place that you, um, were kind of condemning people for going to, or judging people for going to, um, So just because you look healthy on the outside or you look um, like the perfect Christian on the outside, you are still losing because hell is still approaching you. (laughs) So it's important not to just hide, um, I guess, the ugly when you can actually confront it and have, I don't know, just live a better life. So I think the ability to embrace vulnerability and allowing grace to work in your relationships is a thing that will help you kind of turn away from that kind of thought process and behavior. So um, that might look like what Aaron outlined in our episode about pornography, having friends check in on you regularly, asking you in-depth questions, not just, hey, dude, how are you doing? Great. And then keep it moving. Um, his friends are actually asking him in-depth questions. He's having conversations and allowing uh, accountability Um, if you need the accountability when you're alone with your significant other, that's letting a trusted person know when you're with them and kind of map out what you need from them. And also not getting mad when the person you've asked to hold you accountable, holds you accountable. (laughs) Okay. Um, also for the people who are holding people accountable, if no one asks you to hold them accountable to something, um, to great lengths, you don't got to do all that. Okay. So, so the Bible does call us to hold each other accountable, regardless of if, it, if it's asked for. But if you're constantly like hounding someone and maybe their life doesn't even reflect the life that reflects Christ, don't hold them to a standard that they're not going to hold themselves to because you're just wasting your own time. Um, that just might be an opportunity for you to just pray for that person. So that's the people who will be holding people accountable. But for those of you who need accountability, have asked for accountability, you can't get angry when someone holds you accountable. You should be grateful, okay? Um, Also, I think this is really important as well. Um, Don't try to be slick and say to yourself, let me go ahead and give into temptation just so I can get the experience one time 
and then I'll ask for accountability. Do not do that. Remember why you're abstaining. Remember who your true love is and remember that he would never ask you to do something or avoid something if it like if the plan wasn't good for you you know god is not just asking us oh don't engage in pleasure just because he wants to watch you suffer no there are benefits to not engaging in sex um prematurely um and i know as christians we don't quite understand what all the benefits are because people just be out here doing it anyways but i think one of the biggest benefits is just you honoring your relationship with the lord just because pleasure is such a thing that grabs our hearts um putting it down and saying i choose you instead jesus that's a huge step um so i understand uh the temptation but when you get married you can literally do what you want so just be patient okay and find other ways to find pleasure in your relationships um until the lord can also be pleased with your union and that's physically as well um I believe in you guys. So I hope this was helpful and I hope it helped you guys to kind of put things into perspective. Maybe it helped you to put some action steps into play or start thinking about some action steps. Um, And I will put the um, Patreon in the description of this episode. And you can also use the link in my bio and Instagram at the parallel pod. Um, Also, I didn't say this earlier I am taking a hiatus in December, but I will still be posting things for Patreon. Um, I think that'll be pretty cool. I'll do some like traveling stuff and um, some stuff that has to do with relationships as well. So keep an eye out for that. That's one thing. We, that's one way we can, stay, we can stay in touch in December. So as you guys know, remember to speak the truth in love. Leave a rating in the Apple podcast if you like this episode and I will talk to you next week. Bye.